Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 8, Episodes 31 and 32, The Wedding. Mary, what happened this week? Jacob, the wedding caterer, saves Donna from getting run over by a truck and asks her out about it. And she totally owes him since he saved her life, so why not? Noah isn't happy about it, but since he and Donna are fighting over whether or not they have the same feelings toward marriage, she agrees to go on the date. Besides, it's just to help Jacob make his ex jealous. At least until Donna decides to be so pretty and nice and dateable. But Donna loves Noah and won't run off with Jacob, even though their relationship seems hopeless, which is good because then they have a conversation and make up. Sarah decides her marriage is worth fighting for and Steve stalks her about it. Brandon and Kelly spend the days leading up to their wedding doubting all of their decisions. They don't know what vows are. They can't think of a snappy wedding slogan off the cuff to engrave on Brandon's ring. They don't have a moment they knew it was all meant to be. Despite everyone's confidence in their great relationship, they decide to amicably not get married and I guess also break up. Val continues to spiral, partying to escape her worries over not being able to find a place to stay, possibly having been exposed to HIV, and having no one to turn to who isn't the guy who just broke up with her for being tired of emotionally supporting her. Noah tries to help take her mind off of her worries, despite not knowing exactly what those worries are. Val paces the edge of their rooftop hideaway, scaring the shit out of Noah when she slips and almost falls. David encourages Val to stop with the risky behavior and get tested. He lets her stay with him, sits up with her when she's worried about her results, and takes her to the clinic where we just don't find out what those are. Happy end of season eight. So in this season finale, we don't find out what happens with Val. We, I think, truly get our first season ending cliffhanger ever. Brandon and Kelly don't get married. Noah and Donna don't break up. Like, everything that has ever happened in a finale does not happen here. Nobody leaves. Yeah. Nobody breaks up. Nobody gets back together. Nobody dies. <laughs> nothing happened. It's just so weird. It's like they set everything up to happen, and then, yeah, it just doesn't. It just, it just, it all doesn't happen the way that it's anticipating that it, it will go. Which is why I really feel like this season should have been like 29 episodes tops and then just like mm -hmm. chop these off and move forward. Put them in the yeah. next season, start us off weird, but don't end right. it weird. Like, Well, and that's why it like makes it so weird to talk about this episode because it's like we're talking like, oh, this is all this crazy or not craziness, but just stress and anxiety about what's going to happen and then it just doesn't happen so it's like what's the point of even talking about it <laughs> yeah so yeah I mean let's get right into it right so it turns out the reason that Kelly and Brandon can get married so fast even though last week they hadn't even picked a date is because we're getting married at Casa Walsh mm -hmm. just like everybody else does yep and Donna is being super supportive she's ready for everything she's gonna jump into the planning and we do get a mention that Dylan and Brenda are not coming to the wedding. However, when Brandon and Kelly are on their side of the Atlantic and in, on the continent, they'll come meet them somewhere. And I just wanted to be like, oh, huh, what an interesting concept. Everyone just <laughs> coming to meet you in remote vacation locations and you just get an excuse to go visit in Corsica. Yeah. I just, 
I would watch that. Give me that as an extra episode or, you know, this was two episodes technically in one. So, like, give me the first episode of them either getting married or not. And then at the end or, like, the second part of the episode, just have Brandon and Kelly or Donna and Kelly, whoever, I don't care, go see Dylan and Brenda and just have a whole rest of the episode doing that. Okay, so I was going to mention this later, but this is just a perfect time to bring it up, I think. You know, so after they decide not to get married, Brandon tells Kelly to take Donna with her on their honeymoon. Just take the tickets. He's being Mm -hmm. so nice about this at the end, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. he says to do that, and all I could think of was, like, they get over there, and Brenda finds out that there is a single Kelly on a romantic (laughs) island in the Mediterranean with Dylan. Uh Uh-uh. Absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> we would go straight back to Brenda Kelly Dylan and I would be here for it honestly like True. give me that summer series that's what I want but it's not important because for some reason everybody just keeps going to Val on this weekend that has nothing to do with Val to make Val feel bad about things mm-hmm. so god That first scene, though, like, it was breaking my heart. Like, yeah, David goes up to the, up to Valerie's room in Casa Walsh, and she's getting ready to go out, and she's barely speaking. Like, she's saying, like, one-word answers or very short phrases and things like that, and... David doesn't see any of it. He's oblivious. Exactly. And so she ends up telling him, like, the truth of what happened. Like, I slept with somebody else. I'm so stupid. You know, like, which I even wrote in parentheses. Like, she says she slept with someone, which is fine because they broke up. He can't but be no. mad. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, oh, fast work, Val. While she's literally breaking down against the doorframe. Mm-hmm. And like, – she admits she's scared because he's an IV drug user and she's just feeling really sickened about it. And David just, like you said, like either makes bad quips or doesn't really say anything except then like she should go get tested for AIDS, which I also agree with. But there's zero mm-hmm. compassion. There's zero like empathy or care in this moment. And my God, Tiffany Thiessen just... My God, like, like she's you, so good. If you watch this episode, you have to watch it for her and nothing else. Yes. She like, crushed she was so it. so brilliant. Ugh. Because, okay, this next scene, so Val, such a response. Like, yep. she's had this horrible breakdown talking to David. He's like, you need to get an answer for your peace of mind. Mm-hmm. You need to go get tested. And Val takes that as... I'm going to go confront Johnny at his office and start yelling about his heroin addiction. Which is great because Johnny's an asshole. And I just, yeah, it was it was very Val, to your point. It was very, very Val. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, we find out she's called him multiple times. And then his response to this is just like, oh, yeah, I would have called you, but I didn't have your number. I didn't listen to my messages. I just, I will, I promise. And she's like, okay, but let's talk about the fact that you use heroin and other intravenous drugs. You share needles like we had unprotected sex. You have to tell me the last time you got tested. And he's got these two people he's with that are like, we're just going to wait in the elevator. (laughs) Instead of like, we'll wait down in the lobby. (laughs) They're like, no, we'll hold the door for you. Don't worry. 
Yeah. I'm surprised they we're didn't here, have but we're not here. Their, like buzzer go off because the door was held open too long. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's this whole thing where she's just causing a scene at work and he does not help because he's like, no. go to hell. I don't know. Get out of yeah. here. He calls her crazy. Then he says, like, I didn't give you anything. I don't share needles. La, la, la. Mm-hmm. He's just and a jerk. Ugh. He, he's such a jerk. But, like, Val tries to convince herself that this is enough for her peace of mind. That she's like, he said he's clean. He said he took yeah. a test. I don't have to do it. Right. I can pretend this problem doesn't exist. Yep. And then we get this weird runner that I wrote nothing about any time it happened because I don't understand it. We get a voiceover outside Casa Walsh. It's like David's telling the audience what's happening because it wasn't clear mm-hmm. that they're putting together a wedding video because he says that and then we go inside where he is putting together the wedding video. He's filming Brandon and Kelly whose wedding it is. They should know there's going to be a wedding video. I don't know why we had to have this announced. That and it's like they're supposed to just, I guess, speak off the cuff and talk about each other and – there's no direction yeah. whatsoever, and they just can't because obviously they're not, I mean, <laughs> meta, but they're not actors, so they can't just, like, come <laughs> up with stuff. And well, David's just like, come on, like, like we're rolling, we're rolling, and nothing. Yeah, and he had that weird blue screen behind everybody while they were talking, mm-hmm. and it was literally, like, he was going for when Harry met Sally, but it really looked like confessionals. Yeah. yeah. Like, it didn't look good. Maybe in the in post he's gonna put like a Caribbean island or something in the background because it was a honestly I was hoping I was hoping <laughs> that we would see a full video where everybody's got like Godzilla movies in the background or something. <laughs> yeah, but it's no. like Titanic for some, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's it's so awkward. And then the next scene is about Steve and Sarah, and. Yeah. This is another thing we've talked about where Steve doesn't get any more airtime on our podcast until he shapes up. That's right. A hundred percent. Jesus. Like, this is a bad look for him. Mary told you all you need to know. Sarah wants to break up with him to do her marriage counseling, so he stalks her about it. And nobody thinks that's a bad idea. Brandon goes with him. And, like, he does point out, like, this is not how relationships work and this is really dumb. But he still does it anyway and he still is just like, oh, it worked out for you. Surprise, surprise. This is my shocked face. The way they're sitting in the car and Brandon goes, this is stalking, and then continues to engage in the fucking behavior. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so as a podcast, we are making the executive decision to not talk about Steve anymore. There you go. (laughs) We can talk about the wedding, though, because we get a nice, really awkward conversation where Kelly and Brandon are having lunch with her parents, and it's said that she can ask them to walk her down the aisle. It's very cute, but then dad tries to reminisce with Jackie about when they were together, and they've done this before. We had a time where they reminisced about all the drugs they did together, and Kelly was like, this makes me uncomfortable. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, in this time, Dad's like, hey, remember when we got married? And Jackie is just like, why would you remind me of that? Yeah, she is absolutely having none of it. She's like, I cannot be in this conversation with you. Please see your way out of it. And let's just continue to eat our eggs, Benedict. <laughs> yes. I did love, though, that when Kelly says she wants both of her parents to walk her down the aisle, her dad is like, I'm just glad you even wanted me to be here today. <laughs> like, right? I'm just happy to be invited. Uh huh. 
Uh-huh. And, and like, then continuing on with the, I guess, little video for Brandon and Kelly, like, Noah and Donna are, he- Donna are here. And Donna basically says that Brandon and Kelly define true love. And I'm like, girl, by whose standards? <laughs> and I love that David is like, what does that mean? And then they can't answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it does prompt Noah to be like, I also don't like marriage. I'm not ready for it. For some people, it's great. I don't know that it's for me. And of course, that gives little like warning bells going off in Donna's head. And then David just leaves the camera rolling while Donna's face is just falling. <laughs> like, this is supposed to be a wedding video. And David's just like, I'm going to have to cut so much in post. Yep. He's like, I need to charge my batteries. <laughs> like, I think it's in... Modern Family, do you know the episode where they're trying to put together a birthday video for Jay and they can't get anybody to say anything nice about him so they oh, just cut mm-hmm. together everybody saying like one word and like mm-hmm. Gloria's word is just Jay, like just <laughs> yelling. This is what this is going to end up being like. It's just going to be David trying to cut desperately around people who are very unhappy in their own relationships. It's just going to end up being like Brandon love Kelly. Kelly love Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It's your turn to talk. You say something. No, you. But like, it actually, what comes out of their mouth is David going, I love Brandon so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh. Because they go to pick out their rings and Kelly says what she wants. Brandon immediately is like, no, you need something with diamonds on it. It has to be flashier. And then she's like, well, let's not focus about that. Let's focus on getting an inscription. In the rings. And the date's not good enough. It has to be something very special because Kelly is looking for ways to make this special and reassure her that she's not making a massive mistake. Yeah. I don't understand why they won't just talk about it. Actually, I do. Because they don't talk because every single one of their fights lately has been resolved by Kelly reading Brandon's newspaper. Right. Exactly. And it's like – Yeah, to your point, there are so many warning signs throughout this that she's just like, but there will be one thing that erases all that. And there will be one thing that just changes my mind and makes me overlook all these bad things. Like, it should have been obvious so early and so, you know, like, previously. But the fact that Brandon's like, no, you're going to wear this ring for eternity and you can't even pick it out should have been like, one of the biggest red flags to me i know when he's like i don't want to write something stupid that we're gonna feel bad about when we look back on it and kelly is just like why would i ever suggest doing that (laughs) yeah like they're having stupid little fights about this it should have been Mm -hmm. just warning bells forever right and even like elsewhere like at casa walsh while donna is like doing the most like i will say like i know she ends up kind of not giving the best advice, but she was taking care of stuff. She was basically the wedding planner and really doing the cake testing for them. Exactly. Like catering, showing up, Donna's making calls. Apparently David still needs to make calls about the music and hiring the music. And I'm like the wedding. And she's like, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And like some guy gives Donna food samples. Noah's suddenly worried about all the money they're spending for some reason, I guess, because it's not his. So he doesn't care. Like, you know, he actually has like a brain to think, oh, this is a lot of money. And we have to have more conversation since the wedding video about Noah 
not liking the idea of vows, having all that pressure from friends and family, you know, even saying as much that the bride and groom won't even enjoy the wedding because they're having to, you know, like succumb to all this pressure and do all of these things. And that frustrates Donna. He walks away and then a car starts rolling down the driveway because apparently Just totally nobody, randomly. nobody put it in dry or in park. And the catering dude saves her. Yeah, and they were definitely throwing me off here because I was like, this is clearly a meat cute. I mean, the British caterer yeah. looks just like Hugh Grant. Like, right. so we are in like Hugh Grant, Notting Hill, romantic mm-hmm. comedy fame. So this mm-hmm. guy being like, I make beautiful cake and you name the crustacean and I'll put it in a quiche. Like, <laughs> that should be a meat cute. There's literally a movie called The Wedding Planner. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's not. And it doesn't make sense that this truck just randomly fell and then he saves her, but then Noah's like right there. So he just comes over yeah. too. And then Jacob, the caterer, is just like, my truck's fine. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's just so weird. Like it may know, like like you said, it, it was supposed to be a meet cute, clearly, but it just like felt so incredibly random. Yeah. And then we go over to the pee pad where Val looks terrible and mm. – like, she's refusing to talk about what's going on. David is just harassing her this week. I guess he yep. got his suits, so now he has nothing to do other than harass his ex-girlfriend that he just broke up with. Like, he's he's being a pain. Yeah. And then when Noah comes over and is like, hey, what's up? You've been acting weird lately. David has this, like, shocked look on his face that Noah, mm-hmm. Noah does not know what's going on, that Val has not told her boss, who she has no connection with at this point in time that she had unprotected sex with a drug user and might be HIV positive. Like, that is a bold thing to say when you come into work one day. Right? And it's like that plus David accusing her of not having – not capable of having an adult conversation. I'm like, okay, that might be true to an extent, but there's also a time and a place to have an adult conversation. It does Like, you don't just – Tell your boss, who also happens to be in your friend group, all your business. And Val's never that public with her business. No. Yeah, but she wants to avoid these things. She wants to go out dancing, and she proposes this whole big night with Noah and David. And Noah's like, oh, yeah, that would be great. I'll invite Donna so she can get a break from wedding planning. Mm -hmm. And David is just like, no, you have to do something for me first. Right. Then – we get a brief moment at the beach apartment where Kelly is now looking for excuses that everything will be fine in snoring. She's like, I can't stop thinking about how much Brandon snores. Does Noah snore, Donna? Yeah, it's just like more and more evidence to support the fact that they shouldn't get married. Yeah, and Donna's uh, really helpful response to this is calling Kelly pretty. <laughs> Yeah, but you're going to look great. <laughs> I was so mad at Donna. I was like, I know you're doing 75 things, but like the number one job of maid of honor is pay attention to the bride, not plan mm-hmm. the bride's wedding for her. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the Beverly Beat where Brandon is also freaking out. I like, I feel like it's just back and forth to show both of them freaking out the equal amount of times so that we can't blame anybody. But right. Janet tells Brandon his deadline's coming up, and he's like, don't remind me. She's like, I'm talking about the paper. Right. But then 
they play read the obituaries where she just points out that two men have been survived by their wife of 30 some odd years. And that's supposed to reassure Brandon that marriages can last for 30 years and then you die. And of course, like Steve completely misses the point. It was like, hey, why are all the dudes dying? We agreed to not mention that name anymore. My bad. My bad. My bad. (laughs) I'm going to cut it. (laughs) It's just going to be a long bleep. Yeah, just add a bleep to his name. (laughs) But, okay, so we keep getting a bunch of scenes where David is bugging Val about going to get tested. Mm -hmm. And this is another one where I'm like, if we're going to shoehorn this in, I know it's a wild decision to make. But maybe you tell her about what happened with Kelly or maybe we remind people that Kelly also had an HIV scare. And they can talk to each other and – Kelly can hold her hand like it has been established before that they hate each other but that they will work together if they need to right and like they do have a deeper potential connection because of ways that they've bonded in the past literally it all Mm -hmm. started with you know the whole Abby Bill situation and they recognize that they can work together they have stuff in common and then of course like a few episodes ago with the whole sex shop thing they agreed and and kind of bonded over that it's like this would actually be a really excellent idea a to get these two on screen together and b mm-hmm. actually show what support can look like regardless of drama um regardless of dynamics that are normally happening because with the Mm -hmm. whole david thing it's like he seems like he's being supportive with an asterisk right it's like Mm -hmm. he's only being supportive because he's the only one that knows about it which is actually a really good way to talk about this uh, this scene because val tells him she's like i needed you to love me i don't need you to feel sad for me like what i wanted was for you to be there for me in Mm -hmm. because you wanted to be exactly And then we get this whole, like, Noah shows up, so they leave together. David doesn't go. And he, like, tries to talk them out of going. Mm -hmm. And I do appreciate Noah turning to Val because he knows nothing and is just being like, hey, it's up to you. What do you want to do? Right, right. But this is the night they were all supposed to go to the club together and Donna's not there. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened there because Mm -hmm. she's at Casa Walsh talking planning with – Jacob, not Hugh Grant. And she's like, oh, my God, you saved my life. I'll do anything in my measly powers to give you what you want. And he's like, I want to date with you. Which is a bold move. Yeah. And then they cut over to her boyfriend. They cut over to (laughs) Noah. And he's with Val he wants to go get up on the roof instead of going to the club because I guess he doesn't know about Val and Cliffs. And also cannot read Val's body language or her facial expressions. What she's saying, like, literally is just like, Val's always down for a good time. I know that based on history. So let's just go avoid the cover and, uh, line to get in the club and just go to the roof because that's going to be more fun than being in a club. Which Val immediately ruins. She's like, oh, you think being on a roof is fun? No. Yeah. yeah. And she climbs up and she starts, you know, being really vulnerable with Noah, but he's freaking out because she is just mm-hmm. walking along this ledge. And, like, 
she tells him that when she was a kid, she used to love playing truth or dare, but she didn't want to tell anybody her secrets, so she always took dare. And, like, she's just throwing out cries for help over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And, like, it's not even that Noah doesn't see them. He's so busy trying to get her down from hurting herself that this doesn't turn into a conversation later because it just can't, I guess. Right, right. Um, But she slips, thankfully falls towards the building. Noah's able to grab her and bring her down, but she scrapes her arm and starts bleeding and is like, do not touch me. I just want to go home. And she takes off. Yeah. And I feel so bad for her that Noah just like wants to help her. This is like actually what she wants. So she wants someone to care for her. And she's so freaked out in this moment she can't let him near her because she's bleeding. Well, and that's what's so complicated like about her character, right, and about the storyline is that it actually is a really, really interesting and good storyline. It just doesn't fit with everything Mm-mm. else that's going on and with the nature of this being a finale. And so it's like yeah. I would rather have had this happen six or seven episodes ago. That's what I'm saying. It's, this is a weird episode to have a wedding and this shoehorned into the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, the next scene is about the wedding, but I'm going to skip back to Val because the next morning, Noah has brought Val's purse to Casa Wall. She comes right into her bedroom while she's in the shower. I thought he was going to go straight into the bathroom. Me too. I thought the exact same thing. But he brings her purse home, but then David comes into her bedroom because no one gives her any privacy. Right. And... For some reason, David is like, oh, what are you swooping in to save her? And he shoves Noah. Which And I'm like, why do we need this caveman, toxic masculine part of this scene? David, you do not own Val. Val is not yours. Yeah. And like, we we know that people have a problem with Noah coming in and saving people with yeah. his money, with whatever. Like, David has a problem with this. We know that. But- this doesn't make any sense because, yeah, Val opens the door. She's got a Band-Aid on her arm, and it's, like, a pretty long, like, what did he say? It was, like, a contact burn or, like, a scrape. Like, she just yeah. slid. So it's, like, mm-hmm. down her arm. And David sees it, and he's like, what happened? What did you do to her? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Right. And then Val sends them both home because this was stupid and pointless, and she doesn't need this in her life, and she needs to buy a lock for her bedroom door. She absolutely does. Or she just needs to not tell anybody where she lives. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Just don't tell them where she lives. Just pretend she's (laughs) moved out of Casa Walsh and sneak back in every night. Exactly. Uh, But yeah, and then there's this other scene at a church. I love that Kelly and Brandon do acknowledge. They're like, we're not really uh, habitual churchgoers, but we do want a spiritual aspect to this. And the pastor's like, I got you. I have a 20 questions questionnaire. You guys tell me. I'm going to plug the names in. It's like a Mad Libs. We're good to go. <laughs> but honestly, that's like kind of the perfect thing for an officiant to do is just be like, got it. You want to get married in this pretty place. Totally understand. Let's just make this how you want it. I'm like, that was the least dramatic decision of this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, this was fine. But I love that he asked them. He's like, okay, well, just tell me how you got engaged. And they both are just like, well, we were fighting. And, you know, it's really funny how, like, sometimes a fight turns into an engagement proposal. <laughs> and know. that's what happened here. You know, just classic, classic engagement story. Yeah. And 
this pastor is just pushing right through. He is like, I don't have time for this. I just got to get you down the aisle and back out. If you don't do that, that's not my problem. Yep. And he invites them to write their own vows. And Kelly's like, yeah, we can do that. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. She doesn't do it. It does not end up great. <laughs> she literally doesn't do it. She volunteers them for this and then doesn't write a single word. Yeah. But, like, we, we're going to skip ahead because there's just a lot of silliness. And we get to the part where we find out that J- Jacob, I literally wrote Jacob Hugh in my notes, Jacob or Hugh, Hugh Jacob, or like <laughs> Hugh, not Grant Jacob. Like, I went all over the place here. So if I say the wrong name, I apologize. <laughs> but we know that Jacob wants to go out with Donna. Apparently, we find out that he wants to go out with her to make his ex jealous, and so she's going to do it, which is another classic meet-cute trope for romance mm-hmm. novels. Yeah, the and, fake, fake dating becomes real dating situation. Mm-hmm. And she's folding laundry this whole time. She thinks it's no big deal. And I love Noah being like, please put down the laundry so you can talk to me. I mm-hmm. don't want you to go. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't listen to him. She's like, no, I'm doing it anyway. Bye. Well, and it was weird, too, because, like, there was a line <laughs> when Donna's trying to explain that how simple it is, right? How simple it is that she's going to go on this date. It's not a real date. It's simply he's just trying to get back at his girlfriend. And she says this line. She's like, we're planning a wedding together. And, like, <laughs> I laughed at how that sounds. You know, like, we're planning a wedding together. Not ours, but... It just sounded so funny in context because then how, like, if I were Noah, I would be like, do you not hear what you just said? (laughs) (laughs) That's the most romantic thing anybody could do together. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, let's actually just go ahead and talk about this date that she's totally just going to go on even though Noah doesn't want her to. Yep. Because they go to this very fancy restaurant. Very fancy. Donna is dressed so brightly compared to everybody else in this restaurant. She's in, like, mm-hmm. lilac, and everybody else is wearing neutral tones. Yep. But this whole point is she's she can see the ex. He points her out, and then he tells her what to do. It's like, oh, did she see us? Okay, now what you're going to do is you're going to lean in really close, and we're just going to make out until she leaves. <laughs> yeah. Give me a peck and then make it a really juicy one. Ugh. <laughs> it's it's so bad and it works because the ex gets really pissed and just leaves whoever she's with in the middle of dinner Mm -hmm. and like this is another time that we're just making this bizarre childish behavior okay like everything that steve's doing with the stalker everything that he who must not be named is doing stalking (laughs) sarah and then Donna making out with someone to just make their ex jealous. Like, Mm -hmm. so childish. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And why Mm -hmm. is this all in here on top of everything else? I know. And then even though that has already happened and the date's over, or the ex has left her date, Donna's date is not over, and she just continues to eat with this guy at this restaurant. 
it's just so baffling that all of this happens. Like again, like it's another situation just like the he who must he who must not be named situation where it's just like why? Why do we need this? Like it literally felt like we didn't need a two-part finale. We could just have one and cut all this other stuff out. Yeah, because like it just makes no sense. There there's the fake dating makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And we'll get back to it in a second because Brandon and Kelly are at the peach pit talking through their vows and Brandon's sound like he's giving a speech at an award show. Like Kelly says like, they're lovely. They're just not loving. Like they're not about how you feel about me. They're just about how great I am. And Brandon is just like, well, yeah, you're, you're great. Why wouldn't I write about that? Isn't that what I'm supposed to do? It's so funny. She's like, you make me sound like the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, don't they make like two Statue of Liberty references or something? I think so. Because I'm pretty sure Jacob is like, I want the Statue of Liberty stat. Yeah. But yeah, so this happens. And then she's like, oh, well, do you want to hear my vows? And then she pulls out a book. Because she found a poem that she likes and she just reads this poem and Brandon does not comprehend it. <laughs> He's like, first, am I the bird or am I the old person? Or am I the wire? <laughs> <laughs> I loved when he's like, you want us to be birds? I know. I wrote down, this is the precursor to if you're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> I swear to God, whoever wrote the notebook, like I don't remember if that was in – the book or if it was just in the movie but whoever wrote that scene was like i am fixing brandon walsh right now (laughs) i've been thinking about brandon walsh for 25 years i need to fix this (laughs) actually it wasn't even that long it was like five years so it actually makes sense (laughs) it actually really makes sense Mm -hmm. oh my gosh and we get a couple of small scenes um The only thing I will mention about Sarah is that she breaks up with he who must not be named because her friend is going through a breakup and they had to split the DVDs and the books and she doesn't want to do that. Like that Mm -hmm. is literally what she says. She's like, my friend had to split the belongings. They just live together. They're not even married. And I'm like, so you want to go back to Matt, Matthew, Matt, because you don't want to have to give up your half of the DVDs? She literally, like, is like, I hate moving so much, so I'm just going to stay. Yeah. (laughs) And they also met outside a place called Movies, 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 and that just (laughs) felt like a very TV show fake name. I mean, literally in Broad City, Alana works for Deals, Deals, Deals. (laughs) You're like, anytime uh, the Riverdale has something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like a um, – what do they call the Fabergé eggs? Glamourgé. Um, yeah, Glamourgé. <laughs> oh, my God. Or like Wall Street is like Ball Street. <laughs> the she-wolf of Wall Street. Um, What does she call her car, her credit card? So it's not like a black Amex or something. It's like a – American excess. Yeah, That's excess. It. <laughs> it's the best. Oh. But yeah, that's the only thing I'll say about that. And then we get a scene at the pee pad where Photo Johnny shows up. He's very messed up. And apparently 
what happened between him and Val did make him go get tested, and he has now found out that he is HIV positive, which means yep. that Val has no choice. She has to go get tested. Mm-hmm. And like, which I to her credit, say, yeah, yeah. I mean, to her credit, the next morning, the first thing she does is go to a clinic. Mm-hmm. She freaks out while she's there and can't make the appointment, but she does go, and I give her a lot of credit for that because this is terrifying. Oh yeah, like that's the thing I think is like a, is it, or at least could be sometimes missed here is like the not knowing can sometimes be more comforting than the knowing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it, it takes a lot of guts to like cuz once you know you can't unknow it, right? So mm-hmm. if it's something terrible, that's why sometimes I I'm trying to remember another situation where this has happened, but like sometimes people stop cancer treatment or they stop certain treatment for you know some sort of disease or something like that because they're like I don't want to know how long I'm going to live I just want to live my life to the fullest or something like that yeah it's it's a lot for her she sees some guy trying to take his medication and he's shaking so hard he drops all of his pills so she helps him and then is like no no I'm not in line and she leaves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um there's also a moment this morning where Donna goes to see Noah on the boat and he's making breakfast and he's like, do you want me to make you some? And she's like, no, I'll just have a few bites of yours. And John and I had an argument yesterday about whether if you announce it at the beginning of the meal that your intention is to take bites off the plate, that it still counts as stealing bites off the plate. If if you've announced it, is it still – can the person be really upset and say like, Joey doesn't share food? I think they can still be upset at the action. It is just no longer classified as stealing. Yeah, because I don't remember what got us on this conversation, but it was about food. And I was like, I don't steal from your plate. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't take food off your plate. And he's like, you eat my fries sometimes. I'm like, when we order, I say, I don't want a whole thing of fries. Can I just have some of yours? Mm -hmm. And then it is agreed. That's not stealing off your plate. Well, and I happen to know that one of John's pet peeves is people asking for food off of their plate. If you wanted that food, you order it. Like, I and if know he, that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wonder, because the other thing he got mad at me for yesterday was we were trying to buy Euros tickets, and the payment method wasn't working. They didn't have, like, you couldn't just use a MasterCard, which is, mm. like, we have Maestro, which is only in the Netherlands or something, but mm-hmm. we were struggling. And so I leaned over to try and like get a QR code. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just looking at your laptop. And he's like, I don't like when people just touch my laptop without telling me they're going to come touch my laptop. Interesting. So, but that's all I could think of in this scene. She was like, no, I'll just have some of yours. Like I was waiting for Noah to just crack an extra egg. Or like crack and just react poorly, like, in yeah. general. <laughs> Which, I mean, he handles this pretty well because Considering. Donna mm-hmm. – Yeah, Donna tells him about her date. And she's like, I'm helping Jacob because I believe in commitment because he wants his ex back. We have no idea why they broke up. We have no idea why so many of these side relationships are breaking up and getting back together or blurring the lines in this episode. But – Noah points out, he's like, oh, yeah, you believe in commitment. You believe in it so much you're dating other people. Good idea. Which, like, fair. Yes. Like, totally I know we, justified. like, yeah, like, we rag on Noah a lot for having extreme emotions. But in this 
situation, I a hundred percent agree with him on this on on this specific thing. You do not date other people if you have agreed to be exclusive. It doesn't matter if it's fake. Mm-hmm. He can find somebody else. Yeah, he could easily find somebody else. They have so many mm-hmm. pretty friends. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a short scene where Kelly and Brandon both have their maid of honor and best man helping them find pre-wedding gifts. I think the only thing to point out is it's still a struggle. They're both finding it hard to find these gifts. And at this point, Kelly's complaining about how Brandon didn't appreciate her poem. And Donna finally admits, after being forced to, that she didn't get it either. Yeah, because who would? Yeah, and I don't understand why Donna didn't tell her freely earlier. Like, Donna is being a terrible maid of honor by just letting this car crash very slowly happen. Right. And it's like, I think of anybody, Donna is the one that could get through to Kelly, right? Like, mm-hmm. I know, obviously, like, um, Brandon would be the other one, but he, they both are walking on so many eggshells with each other. It wouldn't make sense. But with, with Donna, it's like, she's the one that would have a, an opinion that Kelly actually cares about. Yes. But that's not what's happening here. Donna is just going on with things because she's too busy fake dating somebody else and throwing a wedding and she just did a fashion show and she modeled in the fashion show and she's doing all this other stuff. Like it blows my mind that she can do all these things and forget to still be a good friend on top of right. it. Right. It's just, this is not helping. But then, so I guess that night there's like a friend's dinner. It's a very weird dinner where it's basically just everybody we always see every single day and also months and his wife mm-hmm. and Jim and Cindy. Which I was Oh my god though. I was like happy to see them, but I feel like I wasn't as happy as I should have been considering I w- the episode. I was excited to see them, but they were very underutilized. Absolutely. Maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But I did love that we got to meet Julie. We got to meet Munz's wife. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved that they were like, well, I guess that actor's around, so let's just call him back again. and then we actually miss most everything at the meal like jim and cindy give a toast it's a pretty standard parent toast whatever and david has gone outside and is like val you're ruining this dinner everyone's waiting for you you have to come back inside just being so rude he literally says stop thinking about yourself i'm like it's not her party no one gives a shit Exactly. Nobody likes her anyway. And it's like, it's literally a health crisis. Like, this is not just like, I chipped a nail, you know, or my dress ripped. It's like, I might literally die. And she tells him, she's like, oh, well, just so you know, it's really hard for me to go back in because I just found out that Johnny is HIV positive and I have an actual mm-hmm. thing to worry about. And I hope David feels bad about this for the rest of his life because, so too. like, Yeah, he's acting like she's being a petulant kid, that Mm -hmm. she's pouting about this wedding for some reason when she's going through something and he knows it. Exactly. Because to add on to the list that she gave him of all the bad things that happened while they were together, now he's broken up with her and now she has a health crisis. Mm -hmm. And now she's almost going to be homeless because Brandon and Kelly are going to kick her out. But she manages to come back in and actually give a cute little toast. I love that she says she wants to give a toast and Brandon's like, you don't have to. 
<laughs> yeah. They're not mandatory. <laughs> but all she says is that she wants what they have. And then says, so like, it's fine. to your health. And so it was, like, yeah. you know, actually kind of sweet. And it was very not Val. But you can tell the reason is because it's so, like, she is so badly affected by what's mm-hmm. happening. Rightfully so. Yeah. And then we get a scene after dinner where we see Donna and Noah because they've been fighting about the fake dating. So they were also weird at dinner, not that we saw it. Mm-hmm. And they have a similar conversation to what David and Val did, but they handle it better because yeah. Noah is like, all we do is fight. I don't know what to do about this. You know, the reason that I don't believe in marriage is because I had a bad marriage example for me as a kid. And Donna's like, yeah, I've definitely seen those too, but like good marriages are things that I can aspire to. Right. And they kind of realize that like this means they're at an impasse and they don't know what to do, but they don't immediately break up about it. Well, and I, and I wrote like, it sounds like they're breaking up and I do, I thought they might. Me too. And I do think this is like a very big deal, right? Like if you are at a certain age in a very serious relationship and one of you doesn't believe in marriage and the other does, that can be a very legitimate deal breaker. And Mm -hmm. so it is important that they're having the conversation, even if they don't know what to do about it in this moment. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, this is a conversation they needed to have. And I think it's important to have it when, at least right now, both of them have said they're not ready to get married. And I do think Donna means that. But I think she means it as, I'm not ready to get married yet. And Noah is just like, I'm not getting married. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so the next day, David goes to the clinic with Val to get her test. And, like, I don't know. He's being – supportive of her but he had to be pushed so far to actually do it and it's because he's getting what he wants in her getting the test so like I almost don't want to give him credit for it and that's the thing is like the only reason he is there is because he is the only person that knows about the situation that's Mm -hmm. my firm belief and because Val still cares about him um I don't think this is genuine from David in the least And because as early as last night, he was still reacting so negatively toward her. And yeah, she's like thinking about all the bad things she's done. She's like listing them out in her head. And like, she's like, I just didn't think like, he's like, why did you have unprotected sex? And she was like, I just didn't think if I did, I would have thought about you. And I, who knows what would have happened. And, Mm. you know, he says she's going to feel like a whole new person when the test results come back negative bold of him to assume that that's how they're going to turn out but also she's like yeah because this this person sucks or the current person sucks or something like that and i just like yeah feel so bad i know there's a moment later where he talks about like how she has to stop speaking so negatively to herself and i was like every person in the world has been trying to stop all the negative self-talk since the beginning of time if val can figure it out i really want to know that secret but like yeah the fact that David's finally seeing just, like, how sad she is Mm -hmm. after they've broken up. Makes me mad. Well, and especially because he has literally been contributing to that. How can he tell her, stop doing negative self-talk when he's been talking negative to her constantly? Constantly. If people talk down to you all the time, you're going to start talking down to yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then we get another thing where Donna's now doing the wedding video by herself because I guess they had so little footage. They had to come back for redos. And they make her, like, talk about what she associates with true love again because I guess, you know, she didn't really answer the first time. So Dave was like, let's try this again. What's true love? And Donna's like, (laughs) ice cream, Bruce Willis movies because that's what Noah likes, sailing on a warm summer night, kissing in the rain, Pink's hot dog stand with someone you love. And I'm like, yeah, all those things do sound like love with the right person, but the key phrase there is the right person. <laughs> yeah, it's the with someone you love. Like mm-hmm. Pink's hot dog stand at 2 o'clock in the morning. You just want to have a snack with somebody. You just want to spend time with someone you love at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like what she meant to say here is quality time. That's what she meant to yes. say. <laughs> and all I wrote is this video is going to suck. Oh, Yeah. And then we get a moment where Jackie comes to visit Kelly at the Wyatt Clinic. It's the day before the wedding, and Jackie's like, why are you working? And I just want to be like, because she's paying for her own wedding, Jackie. (laughs) Back off. (laughs) But Kelly chalks up all of her worries to nerves, and her mom wants to be like, look, you guys remind me of your grandparents who were so in love. She and Kelly reminisce about it, but then there's this whole unfortunate moment where Jackie hands her a locket and Kelly turns over this locket and it's got an inscription on the back and she's like look at this they figured out their inscription I can't even write vows mm-hmm. I'm like it's a quote from a poem I bet they read poetry together don't just read a poem at Brandon and tell him that that's what your moment is or like that's well- what you want to be Right. And that's the thing is like she's spending too much time trying to find the perfect moment instead of have the perfect moment. And the same thing with her vows. She's trying to look for words that describe their relationship, what they mean to each other, what marriage means to them instead of like producing the words from her heart. Now, granted, I know it, you know, some people just really aren't verbal like that. Like they're not good Mm -hmm. at writing things and expressing things. And so that's a good way, like reading poetry or reading you know, love inscriptions or things like that is a good way to get inspired. But at the end of the day, there are literal standard wedding vows that Kelly can use to say, this is how I feel about Brandon. And this is Mm -hmm. a vow. Let me say these things. And if something comes to me, I will say it. But she's too busy trying to find the perfect piece. It's kind of like that adage that's like, if you're always looking for an excuse or uh, a reason not to do something, you'll always find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I do feel like if they just spent some time together, they would find it no problem, and it would be mm-hmm. it could be something really easy. What's that? Um, the psalm that's like love is patient, love is kind, yeah, like that, like everybody uses. Yeah, yeah, like, I use that and in my know, wedding, <laughs> and that's a great inscription to put inside of a ring. One mm-hmm. Corinthians, blah 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 blah. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but no, she's freaking out. This is just another sign to her, and. It's okay. We're just going to cut away from that. And we're going to go to Donna and Jacob preparing the house where Jacob finally professes that he likes Donna. And he doesn't want to get back together with his ex. He wants to pursue Donna. And I do like that Donna ends up being like, I just need to be clear. I do not want to lead you on. I know Noah and I are fighting, but that does not mean I am breaking up with him and dating you. I I have no problem with this. It just doesn't fit 
in this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is literally a meet cute where, like, they had to plan the wedding together. He saves her life. He makes her go on a fake date. Turns out he really likes her. Like, this could be a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then you've got grumpy Noah that's just like, well, you won't let me help you. Like, (laughs) yeah, it could be this, but it just kind of exists randomly in here. And that night we get a couple of scenes. Brandon and Kelly have decided to spend the night apart in their Mm -hmm. respective homes, but they can't sleep. And I do think it's really cute that Brandon calls Kelly and they talk to each other. And she's like, well, now that I've talked to you, I feel a lot better. I can go to bed. Yeah, same. Like, and he's like, have I told you how lucky I feel that you want to marry me? Like, that is a vow, right? Like, it's not a vow in the sense of, like, I vow to you to do this. But that is is essentially what Kelly was asking for. You know, instead of describing her, describe how he feels about her. And that is, have I told you how lucky I feel that you want to marry? Literally, I feel. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this is the thing. It's like you said, Kelly is constantly looking for the moment instead of allowing them to happen when they're happening right in front of her. Like this was it. And I mean, that that doesn't matter because they both know that they're making the wrong decision, but whatever. Um, But then we also see that Val is staying at David's, presumably because she hasn't been sleeping. She doesn't want to be alone. And like – he starts comforting her and we learn that she'll get her results back. They'll be available the next morning at 10. Mm -hmm. And at that point, she completely breaks down and Tiffany Thiessen absolutely crushed it. Like, I think it is ridiculous that we've acknowledged it's 1 a.m. and everybody went to bed and Val has that much mascara on. (laughs) Yeah. But – the fact that having the mascara on so thickly showed you exactly how much Tiffany Thiessen was crying yep. was amazing. It was it was so it was so real. You know, mm-hmm. like the whole like I promise I'm gonna be nicer, like you know, I recognize that like you're being nice to me now and I wouldn't have done the same thing. I would have told you that you deserved everything that you got. But I'll be better based on, like, how I want to be remembered, like, blah, blah, blah. It was so real. And to your point about the whole mascara stuff, I'm like, I understand why shows and film, like, they don't want to show the mascara tears and have running because they just, like, with mm-hmm. every take, they're going to have to redo it and all this kind of stuff. So using waterproof mascara is the, is the way to go. But God, it just makes it that much more intense and, and that much more believable. And it was real. so good. Yeah. And he, mm-hmm. like... Because you could first see it like you're crying, right? Like you could first see the little mascara dots under her eyes because her eyelashes are getting wet. And then it just started pouring down her face. And like David Mm -hmm. tries to wipe some of it away, but it's black. So it's just (laughs) not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, she's like bargaining and she's like, no, I wouldn't have done this for you, but like I will now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So good. (laughs) But then the wedding wedding day (laughs) it's so weird like okay so it starts brandon and kelly are both lying awake in bed just like staring at the ceiling (laughs) and their doors are open and people walk into both their rooms and nobody thinks to question this like jim is just like standard like you okay son and he's like yeah i'm fine and then jim goes 
on my wedding day to your mother, I sweat so much I lost five pounds. Your grandpa had to put another hole in my belt. And then he just leaves. <laughs> like, he literally steps in and steps right back out. And yeah, I guess Donna wakes up, Kelly, and like she's just like, I'm ready. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we see Val doing her video because I guess David was oh just God. like, well, I have to be at the house early and you live there, so help me out. <laughs> I love this video. It's like, so good. She's like, yeah, she's beautiful. She's smart. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I know. He's like, yeah, what about Kelly? And she's like, Kelly, right. What time is it? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm busy. I can't finish this video. Just, and then she does and just like owns her. She's like, you know, she yawns and shows teeth and guys fall to her feet. You know, she's really said some things that have absolutely destroyed me, but nobody calls her a bitch. And, you know, because she's being constructive in her criticism. I do. I do love that. She's like, you know, I don't really hate her, but she does bug me. And then David's like, all right, that's enough. (laughs) And luckily at this time, the clinic calls and they want Val to come in for her results. And we find out later that that's what they make everybody do. But at this point we don't find that out. So it's like, why are they making me come in? Like we're manufacturing the drama. Yeah. Like why don't they just tell her at her appointment, we're going to have your results by 10 AM. So come into the clinic anytime after 10. Yeah. Like this, this should have been a pre-established thing of like, Hey, we'll have your results anytime after 10. Let's go ahead and throw a 15 minute consult for you on Mm -hmm. the calendar. And you come in because there's no way this clinic is not constantly busy. Right. Right. That is the world we have established here. Mm -hmm. Um, Donna's doing everything. She's letting Jacob down easy and also completely managing this wedding. And Noah's pissed because they're just mad at each other. Mm -hmm. And, I'm just going to skip to the part where Noah runs into Jacob and he's annoyed that Jacob is there. And Jacob's like, no, no, I'm going to back off because she very clearly told me she loves you and you should put in more effort. Well, and I actually kind of liked that because it was setting it up for an altercation, a physical altercation, and then it didn't end up being one. And I appreciate that because in this storyline, everybody's been straight up the entire time. And guess what? It was still dramatic. So that just showed, like, that should show um, writers and and those who make television that you don't always have to turn things up to 11 to have drama. You can have tension and you can have drama and everybody is still telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is literally a scene where Jacob, like, offers Noah a drink and he's just like, oh, you're Jacob who's been hitting on my girlfriend. And Jacob's Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. Which Noah must have loved. Noah loves a straight up kind of guy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Noah's gonna end up dating Jacob. <laughs> oh my god! Please. <laughs> um, and we're still not done with the wedding video because we have to do Brandon and Kelly again. At least this time they're being cute, and they're like, "What makes us last is that we're best friends." Mm-hmm. And that really was sweet because I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I actually believe that, like. They've been in each other's lives for so, so long at this point, and they have been friends. They've dated. They've broken up, and they've stayed friends and all that, so I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I did too. And then the last thing before we all go to the church is Val is upstairs getting ready. She tells David that she wants to go to the clinic after the wedding. She just wants to enjoy the wedding without having her death sentence already handed down, and yeah. David is 
useless. He's like, well, I just wouldn't be able to go the whole day without knowing. And Val is like, well, it's not about you, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, he decides to, like, make her look in the mirror and, like, be like, see, that looks like a healthy girl. And I'm like, okay, but, like, okay. That's and- not how that works. Yeah, exactly. And she's just like, what's that Jim Morrison quote? Uh, Live fast, die young. I wanted to be like, bad girls do it well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Yeah, so she says that and David goes, what am I going to do with you? And all I could think of was like, encourage her to go to therapy. (laughs) Yeah, right. All you have to do, (laughs) be nice to her. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, okay, so we go to the wedding, and did you recognize Joan right away? Because I didn't. I, okay, so I did but didn't. I'm like, I wrote, Steve is telling dot, 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 Joan? Like, very hesitant on that. Didn't get it until Nat showed up. And then I was just like, where's the baby? We established a baby. Mm-hmm. They did not bring the baby. No um, baby. But, so we go back into the getting ready rooms we go into kelly's room she's getting ready with jackie and donna and she's freaking out and jackie Mm -hmm. is finally just like how did you get here what happened and i actually think like jackie did a good job taking care here you know like there was good there was like not really any judgment it was just like tell me what's going on let's talk this through what happened what's going on what's what's going on in your brain And I kind of liked that, especially because, like, Jackie's been there. Not necessarily in the whole, like, I'm not going to go through with a wedding, but she's been through several weddings and divorces. So Mm -hmm. she doesn't have a right to judge. And to her credit, she doesn't judge. Oh, my gosh. I loved when Kelly is freaking out. And she's like, what am I going to – will I regret if I don't do this? And Jackie's like, probably for a while. Mm -hmm. But you're only 22. Like, you know – I personally think the age only matters because we should all be making sure they're mature enough for this. At one point, I was watching this and John was in the room and he was like, 22 is like very young. Yeah, it is. Like even he had opinions about this of just like they should have seen this. Mm -hmm. Which I think is funny that we're talking about 22 because I think I've mentioned this to you guys before. I've mentioned here that John and I got married at 26 and Europeans are all just like, why? That's so early. I know. I know. I mean, hey, we're pretty much all in the same boat. Like, I was 26 as well. It's like that. And that, looking back where I am now, I'm like, yeah, that was young. But I also, like, have zero regrets about when I got married. Like, I didn't need to wait four or five extra years. And I also shouldn't have done it any earlier than that either. Yeah, it always gets me if I think about that. And I'm like, yeah, I was pretty young. I'm like, but we were together since like seven years or five years at that point. Like, I don't regret mm-hmm. any of this. And there was definitely no Brandon and Kelly moments in my life. Oh, 100%. Because, like, so they're both freaking out. I'm still not going to talk about Brandon, if only because the person he's with is useless. It's not you mean, great TV. You mean Steve. I'm still not mentioning his name. He doesn't do anything worthwhile yet. <laughs> Ari um, brought her Steve protective gear to this conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the stupidest thing. And she would just show up to say she couldn't show up later. Right? She was – I feel I feel that Sarah got paid to 
not need to be there. Like totally. I, I think that actress probably had to show up one day and knock it all out and was just like, you know what? They paid me 200 bucks, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like Brandon is freaking out and Steve is useless. He's like, yeah, you just have cold feet. But then Brandon and Kelly both go out into the courtyard at the same time and she was bringing him his present and whatever he was doing. But like there's not even a moment where he's just like, oh my God, you look so beautiful in that dress. Like right? they just felt so chill about seeing each other. Well, it's like he does call her beautiful, but to your point, it wasn't some sort of like, oh my God, you're in a wedding dress and this is overwhelming. And that alone shows you that they're not ready. Like not that, you know, because that also is kind of a fantastical like thing, romantic thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not the end all be all, but it is something that can invoke emotions that you hadn't yet thought of. And Mm -hmm. I actually kind of loved this scene. This was like one of the few scenes, not Val related, that I actually liked in this episode because it was very, again, very honest. Like, it it was still dramatic, but it was honesty. Like, they both acknowledge they've had the same thoughts of not going through with this. They've mm-hmm. acknowledged that, like, we're both unsure. We love each other. That's what we know. And we mm-hmm. also think that we're not ready. Which, like... <sighs> It just bothers me that they kind of had to come to this on their own and that nobody was there to help them because this is really sweet. Like I Mm -hmm. love – she gives him the Swiss Army knife. He reads her his own poem. It brings a tear to her eye and then like they both realize that they've been freaking out and they don't want to do this. They've come to the conclusion together. It's the best thing that they can do for each other. But then the next thing that happens is Donna and him – Try to convince them they can't call it off because everybody's already there and there's supposed to be a wedding happening. And I love the line where they're like, everybody, everybody, like we're not, we wouldn't be doing this for everybody. We would be doing this for us. Mm -hmm. And even in this moment, compared to the body language that they've had for the last couple episodes, if not the entire season, Brandon and Kelly look so relieved. They're so relaxed. They're so free. There's less Mm -hmm. pressure. It's so much calmer. Yeah, and they so they go inside, they cut off the band, they tell everybody that they're canceling the wedding, and then there's a random shot of Mel in the front row by himself. <laughs> I saw that. But I had a moment here where I was like, but wait, Kelly's dad literally just bailed on a wedding at the altar a few weeks ago, and Kelly had to go tell everybody that the wedding was off. I feel like she should have made her dad do this. Oh, my God. Dad, here's payback. Go tell everybody I'm not getting married. (laughs) Yeah, like, it was cute that the reverend is like, I think what you did here was very brave Mm -hmm. and that they got to set the terms of it and that, like, Mm -hmm. it worked out the way they wanted to. They got to control it. But it would have been so perfect if she was just like, Dad, you want to be in my life? Guess what you get to do now? I'm going home to change. (laughs) Because she doesn't change. Okay, let's talk about that, that she wears the wedding dress through the rest of the day. Yeah, I definitely would have changed clothes. Like, absolutely. I would have taken that shit off. I would have gone and put on, like, sweatpants or something and been like, you literally can't stop me. I paid for this meal. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a few other comments I have about the reception. Um, One is that 
Sarah shows up. Um, I, <laughs> what I wrote in my notes is Sarah is here. Why won't this die? <laughs> She's broken up with Steve three times in this episode. And the only good thing Steve has done so far, I'll give him his name here just so I can say this, is he makes a comment about dignity and self-respect which I also commented, Steve Sanders just doesn't have those, so this no. is not in character. Exactly. But he he at least sends her away. And my only thought, or last thought, when it comes to Sarah and Fleeve, is why? Why did we need this? This was so we pointless. We didn't. We didn't. Was there so was no dumb. reason for any of this. I know. And then, like, yeah, we go see Val and David's like, hey, since there's not a wedding anymore, let's go to the clinic. Yeah. Or no, actually, he says, I'm ready to help you move on from me. And she says, hey, will you take me to the clinic? And he says, yes. Yeah. Um, I also love that she was wearing a white sweater this entire time. Val did wear white to someone else's wedding. Of course she did. Of course she did. <laughs> um. And then Noah comes to compliment Donna on the wedding and the party and make up for everything. She's upset and she's like, well, I guess you got everything you wanted because a wedding didn't happen. And he's mm -hmm. like, I'm actually really glad that our friends didn't make a huge mistake and that they were able right. to stand up for themselves, but okay. Yep. Well, and, and to that point too, it's like Noah kind of realized like, you know, maybe I – appreciate what a formal piece of paper to signify that you're married means but I don't know you know it's like I I like that he has still not figured it out all he knows is that a he's not ready and that I am open to changing my views if the right person and if the right situation comes along that to me actually spelled more out about Noah than anything else I'm like oh all right you you admit yeah. that you don't know everything and that you're you're willing to get a bigger picture and potentially change your mind. I love that. I'm happy about that. How was Noah like the most reasonable and level-headed character of season 8? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because he's also insane. He is insane. This season has been so bizarre. So bizarre. At which Great segue into this last scene, basically at the uh, reception, Brandon and Kelly kind of run into each other in the kitchen. Like, they go off to talk, and Brandon's like, hey, how are you? And Kelly's like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, my mom's trying to set me up, which is <laughs> unhinged. Like, Jackie, <laughs> yeah. Jackie is my favorite. God. She, she's something. She's so funny. But Brandon says he'll take care of returning the presents. He doesn't want any money to help cover the wedding costs, which I honestly think means that Jim and Cindy are going to cover the wedding costs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Privately. I thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and he tells Kelly to take their honeymoon without him, which again is a, another romance novel. Like – they're throwing every single trope in here, and there's no payoff for any of them. <laughs> I know. We get more questions than answers. Yeah, and he's like, you know, just take Donna, go to the Mediterranean. Like, I'm pretty sure this is literally the uh, first Sex in the City movie. 
I'm not going on the honeymoon with you. Take it with your friends. And forgetting Sarah Marshall. And literally the book I'm reading right now. (laughs) Literally she gets left at the altar, so she moves to New Hampshire or something. Anyway. um, Yeah, they just seem okay. They go out. They dance for a few seconds. They switch off to go dance with other people. It's just Mm -hmm. a party where someone's wearing a wedding dress. But then we get our Cliffy where Val is at the clinic freaking out and they call her back and we don't get to find out what the results are. This is just wild to me. Also, did you guys clock the absolute abrupt whiplash from the party scene where like the band was singing and playing and then all of a sudden it's like cut and it's dead silence and it's at the doctor's office. Like that was the roughest transition I think we've seen. Yep, just slap the fucking medical center photo on the screen. Yep, yep. yep. yeah. Exactly. I was just like, whoa, okay. Um, And then, yeah, the fact that then we don't even hear the results. Are you kidding me? Just fade to black. I'm going to be so Wild. pissed off if we do not find out in the very first scene of season nine, episode one. That's I need season nine, episode one to immediately start here and mm-hmm. then – Cut so like, like three months, two later. months forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's. We can only hope the better for season nine, but we're not there yet. Do you have anything else to talk about in this episode? Do you have a quote? Do we have moments? I mean, I guess I just like my final thoughts on it is like, what a freaking roller coaster of a season! Like, my God, seriously, this was the worst season by far. Um, there were good parts. There were good pieces. Valerie Malone is the best character on the show, and I will not change my mind on that now or ever. Um, I even stack her up against Brenda and Dylan, and she is the best. Um, yeah, I just, I know we have a lot of changes coming. Um, we have new characters to still introduce. We have characters leaving. And we have some pretty big storylines coming. And I honestly thought we would get some of them this season. So, because I don't remember anything about watching this show. Mm -hmm. So, we'll just, seasons 9 and 10 are going to be wild, I think. I completely agree. Mary, what about you? Oh. Well, and then in terms of quote of the week, like, I don't think I could possibly pick one. I just want to give, like, big old shout outs to Tiffany Thiessen again. That's. Yeah. That's everything I wrote down was Tiffany Thiessen, so it was just going to be another everything Mm -hmm. that Val said. Mm -hmm. Yep, I just scrolled through to double check, and literally the only quote I wrote was about protective Steve year, and I already made that reference, so I don't have to say anything. Excellent. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, moment of the week, however, was absolutely – I keep wanting to call him Oliver for some reason. (laughs) Jacob (laughs) – (laughs) Jacob rescuing Donna from getting hit by a fucking truck (laughs) in the Walsh driveway. I fully believe that Stephanie Meyer saw this episode of 90210 (laughs) and it planted a little seed in the back of our mind that became Twilight. I mean, Edward takes her to a fancy restaurant Mm -hmm. and then they don't really eat, but he's whining and dining her the whole time at the restaurant is about how other women are jealous of her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. His name is Jacob. There was a (laughs) truck. 
There was a triangle, and Jacob did tell Noah, I'm going to go after her, even though I probably don't have a chance. Yep. Yep. No, it, it fits. It really fits. Mm-hmm. I thank this episode for making Twilight a thing. That's all I have to say about it. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, weirdly, me too, even though I've never read the books and I hate everything about it, I'm like one of those people that doesn't think it's good. However... My mother-in-law has all of the extended editions in her digital video library, so I have watched them all, and I listened to the podcast that Ashley Green did. Wow. So for not being a fan, you are a fan. It's, <laughs> I am the biggest non-fan that's ever fa- fan not fanned. Yep. Well, yeah. We can at least say that that came out of season eight. Exactly. Well, yeah. speaking of. Next time we talk to you guys, we will be addressing Season 9, Episode 1, and it is called The Morning After. Ooh, okay. I actually really like that. That We're just going to pick up right away. Yep. Yep. That's what we want. So hopefully, I swear to God, if that is actually The Morning After and not The Morning After three months from now, I will be happy. (laughs) The, The Morning After Kelly got back from vacation, moved into another apartment, and got a new boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll find out next season. So until then, you can follow us on Instagram at back to Podcast. You can also send us over an email with any of your thoughts, questions, comments, or concerns at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family. All that stuff really helps us get seen and build a community. And then we can give you all a better product. And if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the show because we really appreciate you. So until next week, from all of us at Back to Podcast, I also like Bruce Willis movies for the action, Noah. I also like R.A.M., Van Morrison, and Fleetwood Mac. I'm going to go create some romantic feelings by reading the obituaries. Bye. <laughs> Bye. See ya. <laughs>